0: Are you struggling a little bit with your golf game? Maybe you're improving, but not quite fast enough for your liking. You're unclear about some things. Maybe you're not quite sure on what to practice, how to practice. You're looking for community that's supportive. You're looking for world-class coaching. Maybe you don't live near a great coach. Any of these things apply, then I think I'm talking to you. We are so excited to announce that the doors to the Goal Getter Golf membership will be opening very, very soon. And so I'm inviting you to get on the wait list so that you can learn more about it and then sign up. We are all about helping you play your best golf, no matter where you live, world-class instruction, tips, tools, community, curriculum, all of those things at a fraction of the cost, frankly, of standing in front of someone like me. And we're going to move you to the next level. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes here to get on the wait list. Goal Getter Golf Membership. It's here for you. Welcome to the Smart Golfer Podcast, where we help aspiring golfers improve their skills, strategy, and know-how for better performance, fun, and play. I'm your host, Dr. Greta Anderson, and I am beyond excited to help you move from just hitting balls to playing your best golf. So let's get to it. Now, as an LPGA professional, I have the privilege of spending lots of my time with people who are really passionate about learning golf and developing their skills. Now, so many people invest significant time and resources and effort into really working on learning how to strike the ball and do all those types of things. But even with that, the golf course can be incredibly intimidating for people. And even as beginners, I want you to know this, it's really important to begin getting out onto the golf course because that is really where we learn to play golf versus just hitting balls. So today we are going to dive into three surefire, simple, fun strategies to help you get onto the golf course, even if you're new to the game. Okay, so strategy number one, I call it short courses. Now, short courses can fall into two buckets. They can be executive or they can be par three. And so let's start with talking about executive courses. These are courses that oftentimes you can find them in more densely populated areas, cities, Maybe not city centers, but definitely in cities and uh, suburban areas, but more densely populated areas, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. and they are great because they allow us golfers to fit in more frequent rounds of golf. I mean, you know, you don't have to drive across town um, and they're able to fit them into kind of our city and suburban lives because they are smaller tracts of land. and so with that, oftentimes an executive course can still very much be 18 holes. And it's not like it's going to be super short, but it certainly won't be um, extremely long. And that's one of the beautiful things a- about them. So executive cor- courses attract golfers of all levels, but most of them are very beginner friendly because their shorter length makes them ideal for golfers who may not hit the ball very far just yet. And that's you know works out very well. Moreover, this type of course is really a great environment for getting accustomed to just being out on the fairways because there is a, a rhythm, a cadence to, to being out on the course and keeping things moving and learning where you need to be and where you don't need to be and all those things. And so it takes practice. And so shorter, more f- friendly courses really help with that. Now, to be clear, an executive course may very well have 18 holes, but on average, the holes are considerably shorter than those that we find on what we term as full-length golf courses. Specifically, an executive course will likely have more par 3 and par 4 holes than longer courses designed with a focus on more significant length and overall difficulty or complexity in design. Now. The other side of the short course equation would be those par three courses. And I love par three courses for a bunch of reasons, but here's the big one. They are absolutely perfect for new and beginning golfers looking to get beyond that practice range and ready to get on course. They, I mean, they are just the perfect introduction to being on the golf course. Now, as the name implies... Every hole on a par three golf course is, guess what? It's a par three, right? And what does that mean? It means that while some holes may be a smidgen longer than others, none of them are going to be very long. In fact, most par three courses are walking only courses, making them an ideal place to, again, get comfortable with the flow of on course play while practicing those shots on the turf, the greens, And even the rough, yeah, because we're going to get in there from time to time. So, between the executive and the PAR three course, those are perfect opportunities for you to get out there if you've never been on the course. Very relaxed, don't worry about um, the rules, but you do want to always exercise a little bit of pace of play, and we'll be talking about that in future episodes. But those two options should work perfectly for you. (laughs) Strategy number two. We call it the DIY course length. Now you're probably going, what the heck, Dr. Greta? Let me tell you, sometimes an executive or a par three course is just not available. It might not be any in your area or you may be traveling or something like that. Now, moreover, there will be plenty of times when you have access or an opportunity to play a full length or what we term a championship course. But don't let that word championship scare you fool you. It just means that the course is definitely going to be longer and probably a few more what we term uh, hazards or opportunities um, to end up in some stuff, as we would say out on the golf course. But don't let the word championship uh, frighten you. Now, maybe... Um, if you're new to golf and you've taken a beginner golf class, or maybe if you've watched kids, or as we call them juniors, if you've watched the juniors take a lesson, what you'll notice is this, on the course, instead of teeing up from the prescribed te- teeing areas, or regulation tee boxes from on each hole, we create our own. I mean, that is where we term it, do it yourself, right? We simply select the distance to the hole that is challenging but not overwhelming. And we make that your starting point for each hole. So for example, if the forward tee on a hole is say 280 yards, but you're not quite yet able to hit the ball, you know, more than 50 to 75 yards, let's tee the ball from 100 yards, you know, at the the 100 yard point in the fairway. And when I say that, I mean that you have 100 yards to go to get onto the green, you know, Thanks to all types of available technology, we're able to measure distances to the hole and other targets quite easily now. You may find that depending on where you're playing, even the golf carts are equipped with that built-in GPS that provides very precise on-course yardage. And if that's not the case, there are an absolute tons of apps and digital programs that make it easy to track the yardage by your smartphones and smartwatches. I mean, you can track them for all, basically every golf course is, that exists is, in, is listed in most of these apps. So it's terribly easy. And then there's also technology, which again, we'll talk about technology in, in a future episode, but range, fives, range finders can also help us to easily identify our desired distance. So between one of these technologies, you can use them to identify your your desired distance, what feels comfortable for you. And then once you move forward to that, it's time to tee it up and play out the hole. You know, so with all of this, you might be thinking, Dr. Greta, why is this better? You know, modifying the length of a of a of a hole or finding these short courses to play. Why not just hop on the range and hit some balls? Because playing a round of golf using A short course or a DIY length strategy allows even a beginner golfer to play a full round of golf that is appropriate for the parameters of her skill set at that time. It allows the golfer to work on all of your golf skills, just like the golfers who tee it up from further back right now. Not only is it no fun to never reach the green in a timely manner with with your playing partners or even if you're out playing alone playing from an inappropriate distance for your skill set can be frustrating really is no different than when more seasoned golfers are playing from the far too far back on the tee boxes you know it's like the if you will the relatively uh intermediate level golfer who decides to play from the professional tees. It just doesn't make sense. So it's the same thing here. So I want you to know that there's no crime or no shame in doing it. In fact, you're doing yourself a favor because one, you're going to be able to hit more shots by doing this. Because let me, let me back it up and say this. When you choose to play from a distance, that's not appropriate for your existing skill set. You are going to struggle to maintain pace of play, which means you're going to continuously feel pressure from the other people on the course, perhaps from course management. It's just not a fun scenario. And more importantly, you never get to work on your short game. You'll never get to pitch. You'll never get to chip. You'll never get to putt because you're going to be struggling to keep up pace by getting hitting down the fairway. And that's just... It's just not fun. And from a developmental standpoint, it's not going to help you. Now, enjoying the full course experience is going to be, again, it's going to be so unlikely because you're going to be scrambling and rushing. Inevitably, you're going to end up picking up before you get a chance to, like I said, chip and putt and chip, pitch and putt, as I like to say, right? And so with that, I just encourage you to identify an initial course length. You know, you can experiment with that. Maybe it's 100, maybe it's 200. Maybe it's 150, whatever the case may be, find a starting distance. And guess what? You're going to get better and better, right? Because you're working on your game. You're playing smarter golf. And you're going to find that you're going to be able to move it on back. And before you know it, you're going to be able to tee up from one of the regulation tee boxes. But in the meantime, that doesn't mean that you should not be able to enjoy the golf course and use that time out on the course to both have fun and to develop your skills. So we're already at our third smart top strategy for beginners getting out on the golf course and having success. And that third strategy is one of my absolute favorites. And I love playing this even as an experienced golfer. And that is called the scramble, the scramble format. Most golfers know about the scramble. Scramble super fun. I tell you why I think so. I love it because it is versatile. It is suitable for golfers of all levels. Like I said, I'm, I'm a golf professional, right? Card holding professional. And I love the scramble. In fact, I, prefer, I play a scramble whenever I have an opportunity, frankly. But it's suitable for golfers of all skill levels and experience. That is why you will find it to be extremely popular. And you'll likely end up playing in a scramble when you play a corporate event when you play a fundraiser outing or a variety of tournaments, it's usually gonna be in the scramble format. And it's because every golfer has an opportunity to hit lots of shots and contribute during the round without that pressure or fear of failure and disappointment because you're a part of a team and that's what makes it so cool. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Now in the scramble format, if you're not familiar with it, let me explain. Each member of the team hits a tee shot. So we're starting out the hole, boom, everybody hits a tee shot. Let's say there are four people on the team. All four of us hit our tee shots. Then we head on out into the fairway to determine which shot is the best, which one's sitting the best. Maybe it's the distance, maybe one's a little further, but it's in taller grass, whatever the case may be. As a team, we decide on which shot is best. After we've made that decision, the other three people go and grab their balls from the you know from their landing spots And we all drop right there, right next to that shot that we've determined to be the best one. And then all four of us get to take our shots from there, our next second shot from there. And we go through that process until the team completes the hole. Now, When you're playing in a tournament or fundraiser, what you'll find is most of the time the local rules, and we'll talk about what local rules are all about, the local rules will probably put a cap on the number of strokes per hole to keep the course moving and you don't want things to take forever. That's what I'm trying to say. So just to keep the pace of play moving, there's usually a a shot maximum per hole. But in that situation you can see even if it's not a tournament if you're just out with friends you can see how this is a fun format you're working as a team yet everyone gets to hit plenty of balls so even if there's someone on the team who's much better they're not going to get to hit any more shots than the people who may be brand new and that's what makes it so fun and you get to work on again the variety of shots because in golf we don't just hit the long ball we have to putt we have to chip we do all of those things so it gives you an opportunity to work on everything without the pressure of it being all about you. So all three of these options are versatile for newbies, for beginners, but also all of these strategies can work really well for more veteran golfers who may use these formats in different ways for practice and skill development. I know that I love all of these. I love short courses because it's a nice fast pace. It doesn't take all day to play it around. I love the do-it-yourself because it can allow me to work on very specific shots. I love the scramble because I can play with friends and people of all different levels without any pressure for me or for them or anyone in between. So you see, there's a place and a space for everything, just as there is in golf in general. So, I want you to think about these three options and I really want you to remember now that there's no more about you not being able to get on the course because you don't have experience. Okay. So in the meantime, I want you to remember that you are perfect for golf, but more important, golf is perfect for you. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the smart golfer podcast. Make sure you visit our website, drgrettagolf.com, where you can subscribe to the show using your preferred podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on that platform. Or if you'd simply like to tell a friend about the show, that could help us out too. And if you like this show, you might want to check out more of our learning programs at academy.drgrettagolf.com.